This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. As a clinician, I strive to make diagnoses for my patients. And we've had this sort of explosion of genomic testing, being able to sequence the DNA really well and quickly. But our problem has been interpreting the variants. So our pickup rate is between 20 and 40%. So where are the mutations in the other 60%? And this is a problem for me clinically because it means that we can't use these variants for management or even for reassurance for our patients. Diana Borelli is a professor of genomic medicine at the University of Southampton and a clinician and clinical geneticist at the University Hospital Southampton NHS Foundation Trust. And she says that while scientists have been studying genetic code to try to find pathogenic variants, some of the pathogenicity is likely occurring in the process of translating the code. So part of this project was to see what ways we could look at the sequence with regards to splicing. So could we look at the DNA with just bioinformatics tools, for example, or do we need a functional tool to look at the variants of unknown significance? And if so, what functional tool would work best? In what cases would we pick up these variants of unknown significance being pathogenic? So there have been other studies showing that you can do RNA-seq or a transcriptome to pick up mutations, but this was really the first time on a larger scale where variants of unknown significance were evaluated using RNA functional studies. They put out the call to colleagues in a research network of rare diseases in the UK to collect variants of unknown significance or VUSs. They planned to analyze these to determine if they could figure out if any of the VUSs caused disruptions in splicing that would lead to a pathogenic outcome. And clinicians from around the country sent me variants of unknown significance and I really cast the net wide. I didn't say that you had to think they affected splicing. Any VUS, where the clinician thought the gene fitted the clinical picture, we were happy to look at. And we have received hundreds and are still looking at many. And this manuscript is the first 257 that we have now reported. For those 257 variants of unknown significance, Dr. Borelli and her team applied a number of tools. We looked at all of the variants with different splice bioinformatics, the sort of the general tools used in a diagnostic lab, plus new ones. So we also added a machine learning tool called Splice AI to the analysis. So these all three arms happened in parallel. The second arm was just the plain, simple RT-PCR on every sample. This is a low-cost solution and old-fashioned, but uh, we wanted to see if we could pick the splicing up using that and if we would be missing anything. And the third arm was the more modern RNA-seq and to see if we could actually see whether these variants affected splicing and were mutations or not using a transcriptome. This would be the preferred method of choice in a diagnostic lab. You could imagine that you would do a genome and a transcriptome together and be able to increase your diagnostic rate. The results were published in the journal Genetics and Medicine. Dr. Borelli and her colleagues were able to find that a full third of the VUSs caused splicing defects. And we were able to show in 85 cases 
that these VUSs affected splicing and therefore this was an extra level of evidence that this variant was pathogenic. And in fact, for some cases, these results have been used for prenatal diagnosis and for for family cascade testing, so have really changed management for those families. For the bioinformatics arm, the AI tool turned out to be particularly effective. We found that the sensitivity of the tools that we use in the standard format in clinical diagnostic labs weren't great. The best ones were, were a combination of tools, but still only reaching an accuracy of 80 But the Splice AI machine tool was actually pretty good. So it was very interesting to compare this tool's calls to our own functional work. And their accuracy uh, was about 91%. So this is more evidence that this tool would be useful clinically. And says Dr. Borelli, this approach can help the ACMG reclassify some of those VUSs in the future. So we have also worked hard to develop guidelines. And in fact, there's been a recent publication, I've also been involved in in the Journal of Medical Genetics, where we have suggested guidelines for functional assays for splicing as uh, different levels of evidence, so very strong, strong, moderate, in line with the ACMG variant interpretation guidelines. So hopefully this work, this paper and that one will contribute to us being as clinicians and, and clinical scientists being able to classify these variants better. One weakness of the research is that not all genes are expressed in the blood. But, she says, within rare diseases, more than 80% are. And so most diseases could be better understood by using these tools. Dr. Borelli also says that more research needs to be done to better improve accuracy and better understand how variants affect splicing. But overall, she says, this study adds to previous data suggesting that RNA analysis is an important addition to genetic sequencing in order to best understand variants and to improve clinical care. I was very driven by that to be able to show this in hundreds of cases as proof that we actually really need to do this. This is immediately translatable and important, and we will miss diagnoses if we don't do it. So in that regard, it was not a surprise. I really wanted to show that this was the case, and that's why I undertook the study. I would like us to incorporate this in every diagnostic lab, genomic diagnostic lab, so genomic medicine services. We have very much now set up high throughput sequencing of DNA, but we have not done that for RNA. And I think this is a very important arm that we need to add to our diagnostic capabilities. Genetics and Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.